In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The text is taken from the second reading, Acts 2, verses 22 to 23, and 32 to 33. This is from Peter's Pentecost sermon. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know, this Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. This Jesus God raised up, and of that we all are witnesses. Being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. This is our text. There's a lot of interest in character education nowadays, and character is what character does. A thief is such because he steals, not because of some mysterious inner quality. We cannot see people's hearts and so should not presume to judge their hearts. But we can see their actions and we must evaluate and show what is to be done and what is to be avoided by praise and blame. Instead of judging people by outward appearance, we are to evaluate them according to their deeds. I know many a poor marriage that could have been avoided if the couple had only practiced this. Now you may be surprised to realize that the Bible says that we can know God by his deeds as well as people. We can know God by his works because these reveal his character. So on this Trinity Sunday, let us meditate on this truth taken from the word of God, that God is revealed in his works. Now in the first place, God is revealed in the works of creation. Creation reveals a creator. As the psalmist writes, I am fearfully and wondrously made. You know, there are archaeologists who sift through the various rocks that they find. And when they find one that's been fashioned with a good hand grip and a head that's good for hitting something, they say, ah, this was made with a purpose. Well, the creation itself can be shown has a purpose. There's a design in the wings of a butterfly. Clearly the purpose is to carry the creature from flower to flower. And this design in creation reveals a mind and a purpose. Now once in a while archaeologists will come across a, a machine, maybe a washing machine. It's all rusty and broken. The design is clear. But the pieces are broken. And so it is with us. God has designed us to live in paradise, in peace, in mutual fellowship, 
and encouragement and joy, but there is disorder in our bodies and even more so in our hearts. Now disorder occurs when the timetable is not followed. On a bus schedule or a train schedule or a plane schedule, disaster can follow if the timetable is not followed. And that's precisely what we have done. We find ourselves unwilling and unable to follow God's timetable. Our hearts do not work right. We love lesser things more than greater things and therefore we suffer from disordered love and all of the accidents and disasters, not to mention disappointments and miscues that flow from that. Because the creation has become disordered, redemption was necessary and God is revealed in the works of redemption. Christ came to show his power to set things right by healings and signs. The Lord did not come to replace the medical profession. He came to show that with his power to heal, he can overcome that disorder in our lives. And more than this, he gave his own life as the ransom given in place of ourselves to appease God's anger for sin, to satisfy divine justice, to restore balance to the creation. And He is the means by which we are given new life by a new relationship with God. You see, God is the source of life. As the Creator, all life flows from Him. But having cut ourselves off from God, we are on the way to eternal dying. But by restoring a new relationship with our God, Jesus Christ gives us new life, an eternal life, a growing life that begins now and reaches fruition in eternity when we see God. And by His resurrection, we are raised if we are attached to Him. And that leads us to the third works of God. God is revealed in the works of sanctification. That's a word that you don't hear every day. And maybe it's a little hard to spell. It means the work of making holy, setting apart, setting you apart from the condemned humanity. You are set apart for blessing and eternal life. For this reason the Spirit was given, that we might be joined to Christ and joined to Him. We might enjoy the fruits of His death and resurrection, that joined to Him we might walk in His path. Join to Him knowing that He who ascended into heaven will bring the rest of us His body with Him. And the Spirit works by the Word of God which changes hearts. The Word of God has its own power. It does what it says. It is able to awaken our dead hearts so that we become alive to God. The Spirit works through the sacraments which join us to Christ 
In baptism, we are joined to Christ's death and resurrection. In the Holy Communion, we are joined to Christ's body and blood given for our forgiveness. And joined to Christ, we are with Him in resurrection and in eternal life. The Spirit works by the church, the body of Christ, which is animated by His Holy Spirit. You know that word spirit is the same word in Hebrew and in Greek as the word for breath or for wind. If a body is animated by breath, the body of the church is animated by the Holy Breath, the Holy Spirit. If you are part of the church, you have God's Spirit within you. If you have God's Spirit within you, if you are breathing God's Word, then you are part of God's church, the body of Christ. And this Holy Spirit is at work in the lives of believers. You can see His work in the changes that we can see. What we call conversion. People who know, who didn't trust God, but now trust Him for Jesus' sake. People who had no interest in the things of God, but now come to church, hear the Word, pray, and look to Him as their hope. We see the changes of God in those who overcome sin in their lives. Those who day by day become less and less enamored of sin and more and more concerned about God. Those whose confidence in Christ has grown from a casual C&E confidence to a daily affirmation that our only hope is through the Son of God. And there are changes that we are part of that maybe we can't see, changes so small and incremental, but we are given a new character by God as God uses us in His church. If we have the Spirit of God, our words are the words of God. And as we surrender ourselves to God and speak His Word to others, whether in witness or encouragement, whether we give a cup of cool water for Jesus' sake, we become His messengers. And the Greek word for messenger is angelos, angel. Yes, when you surrender yourself to the work of God in whatever form, you indeed become God's angels, His messengers of grace to those around you. And God uses you, and by those deeds you receive a new character. The three works of God, creation, redemption, and sanctification, show us the triune character of God, the identity of God, which we celebrate on this Trinity Sunday. The chief doer of the creation, the Bible identifies as the Father. The chief doer of the redemption is Christ, who is God the Son. And the person of God who sanctifies us, bringing us to Christ, uniting us in the life of God, is the Holy Spirit. Let us ever praise Him in His works. The undivided unity and the Holy Trinity. For He has been merciful to us. Amen. Amen. And may that peace of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and always. Amen. Amen.